Hello, this is the Tribe Stories, the curated sermons, conversations, and collections of poetry of the Tribe Lagos. The Tribe Lagos is a gospel expression based in the city of Lagos, committed to reaching the next generation with the message of God's love and grace. May this refresh and revive you as you listen. Hello everyone. It's been a while we had this um, Tribe Stories, our podcast series. So today, we're going to continue what we started on Sunday. Uh, Martins is here with us, uh, Pastor Martins. Martins is an exciting person to listen to. And um, we started on Sunday talking about the Believer's Authority. And I think if you missed that, please go to the YouTube and check it out. Uh, Martins did a fantastic job in just sort of like helping us open again the realities of a believer and how we cannot undermine our authority. Martins, good evening. Good evening. You're welcome. Evening. Right. Um, guys, I don't know what time of the day you're listening, but today we want to look at locating yourself in scriptures and just um, helping again drive that point. But let's even talk about, um, you know, I remember growing up on campus, um, even while I wasn't a pastor then, people saw me and because of the way I had this confidence or this trust in God, they would say, pastor, pastor. And it was as though... Um, being a pastor means having the knowledge mm-hmm. and somehow everybody was okay not just knowing, knowing or just living normal life as they would say but just uh, give us the, the your own experience of how did you come into this knowledge of the word of God on a personal level in such a way that somebody cannot meet you and not sense your faith in every conversation it's so authentic it's so raw and it's so real and that's something I find very exciting each time we talk about the scriptures but how did you come to making us such a strong, potent um, voice rather than just letting other people fill the gaps for you? Okay, I, I guess um, I wouldn't say that I did anything particularly in terms of, okay, I'm sure I operated principles without knowing because um, before I became a Christian, I always had questions. and. I think God created us all like that. The Bible says God has set eternity in our hearts. Mm-hmm. Everybody, God has a draw on every human being, every soul. So everybody has a question, is there truly a God? Okay, mm-hmm. God, where are you? So as a young chap, I can still remember looking at the clouds and looking for where it ended. Sometimes running, like I, when I went to farm with my granddad, I'll say, okay, maybe, maybe I'll see the end. So I'll be walking down, I won't mm-hmm. see the end. So I kept thinking about it. So at night, when I'm not able to sleep, I'm thinking about it. So that's me looking for God. Mm. You get so then when I got some freedom and began to go to church and people would preach and say things, I'll be questioning them. But I didn't have I was not an authority by any means because I'm, I was not even a Christian. But I'll be questioning why are they saying these things about God? Okay, how do they know all this? Thing? So after I got born again. Because uh, as God would have it. There was no, nobody told me, oh yeah, now give your life to God. Say this after me and now you are are born again. Because I was always questioning and looking for answers. So I used to read the Bible. So I read the book of Revelation because I believed the end times and those things would happen. I would read the book of Matthew. And of course, after I read read them, all those places where Jesus was talking about the end times, um, of course, I'll be terrified because I knew I didn't belong. I'll be terrified. But I wanted to do more. So I got born again by looking at the Bible and God just, God did the whole thing himself. That's how I like to say it because while I was there in church and they were 
it was a very dry service as far as i can remember very dry so i was just waiting for them to finish up so i can leave and the guy said open to the book of revelation so that caught my interest just like god caught moses with the the bush was fire wasn't burning he said open to the book of revelation so okay that book i like to read i opened it and then i was reading it and it came alive so i saw the love of god in the book of revelation in the um, prophecy of wrath and all those things i was able to see the love of god then i was there transfixed like wow so that means i've been a fool all this while so why have i been running mm. i got born again like so that. let's let's talk about that what was it about the love of god that you saw that captured your imagination i just saw that god actually wants to save people and I saw it from the book. That's why I was surprised. I saw it from the book of Revelation. You know, Revelation is such a hard book. Yes. Today, many Christians is one of the most complicated places. People don't even go there. The least read. Yes, people don't even go there. Because it's a Magadon, it's apocalypse. It's, it's blood. It's bloody, <laughs> it's war, it's judgment. And yet, in the midst of all of this, I things, saw the, love, saw of the love of God played out. Why, why would it be? How did the book open up? The revelation of Jesus Christ. Who is Jesus? Jesus' love of God manifested, expressed. So it's the book of Revelation is not the book about war and Armageddon and fights. It's the book about the revelation of Jesus. That's how the book opens up. It's the revelation of Jesus, the unveiling of Jesus. So perhaps I don't know how God did it and he brought Jesus out to me. And I saw his love that, whoa, man. So it, it was a spiritual transaction. Of course, being born again is a spiritual transaction. So I was crying, but not physical tears. Like, God. I've been a fool. I need. I must. I need to follow this. So I embrace the love of God. I got born again without saying a word. Okay, just thinking about that. Um, you know, one of the things I always say to myself that Jesus is God's love letter to humanity, mm-hmm. and in Jesus, God revealed His heart. Mm-hmm. Up until before the coming of Christ, people had ideas of what God was, God was. but they didn't know. Now, interpreting the Bible rightly. Today, I think well, even those Christians who still manage to get the habit of reading the Bible. Sometimes they hold the lens of law, other times they hold the lens of culture, other times they hold the lens of religion. The more they read, the more fearful they become. So, like that, you cannot find yourself. Yeah, but how do you interpret the Bible rightly? So, you want to walk us through your thoughts in terms of looking at the Bible, gazing into the Bible. I know what is this, what is, is this for me? Yes. Is that not for me? Does this apply to me? Does this apply to me? Okay. Many Christians don't have a frame. Wherever they just open, they say, oh, you will die today. Oh, <laughs> you are going to hell. Oh, I'm going to hell. Like they, they, they find themselves in every, and then the red letters, they'll say, oh, the red letters, if it's written by Jesus, it's written to you. It's written to you. And you can get into trouble with that too. Ah. <laughs> you yeah, can get into trouble with that. First I told somebody that those red letters of Jesus were written for you, but not to you. And because Jesus had not even died. So what you were reading was a Jesus worked under the law. Under the law. So everything he spoke in context of grace were my, like mysteries. Mm-hmm. So that's why the law ended at the cross. Yes. Right. The fulfillment of the law was at the cross. So everything the disciples played Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they were still seeing in parts of what is to be unveiled in the episodes when Paul came in the scene. Paul started yes. to expand to us. So many people, you know, even when we're praying the prayer, when we think about the Lord's prayer, where Jesus was saying, "Our Father who art in heaven." But when you go to the episodes, Paul was not referring to the Father no, 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 in heaven. No, no, no. He was like, no, our Father is has you. become one in with me, who is now in me. So we see that something has moved. Even James. Yes. James, who's, who's, who's also very, who was also very legalistic, mm. will tell you that you were born by the word of God. Mm. See, you're begotten by the word. By the word. Because, you know, James is the brother of Jesus. Yeah. So, of course, they didn't believe Jesus when he was doing all those things. Mm. They, didn't, they didn't follow him. 
but they had to follow him later because man, the guy had the guy had caused an embarrassment to their family. So now the whole the whole um, Jews or the whole Israelite like oh this family this family. So of course they had to follow. Him. And their mother of course believed his child. Mm -hmm. I mean her child. Mm -hmm. So she was following. But James and Jude eventually became apostles of Jesus Christ. So so um, eventually James caught on about the truth about oneness mm. about the love of god mm. about what his elder brother had been saying all along mm. do you understand so we must I, I guess what helped me really was when i got born again one of the blessings god gave to me was that there was nobody to follow me up nobody to mentor me and tell me okay and um, read your bible pray every day one hour and um, read the book of this the book of that no so god just did his thing by himself so he just led me straight to the epistles of paul i tried to read some of the old testament and then some of the matthew mark luke and john and then eventually when i started with romans i knew this was where i was supposed to be so i stayed from romans to jude to revolution like that i just kept doing that for years i don't remember how long before it took me long before i heard another preacher say you have to dwell there and the preacher ahead was kenny hagin Hmm. Say this is this dwell there. Dwell there. I was like, wow. So I was led right. That's when I started listening to Kenny. You know what Paul? Paul I know Paul said the, the way he put it that lay hold of that which has lay, lay hold of you. Yes. Like laid hold, interacting with that. Like you know, and I, I also have my own experience with epistles, right? Because when I, when I got born again, um, I also did not understand the Old Testament very clearly. I struggled with it. There was something about me that was just buffering. But when I got into the episodes, it would be a sweet... Like Express. So, you know, <laughs> one day clicked when I heard a preacher say something. You don't have to read. You don't have to read Christ. Um, there was a way he put it. You don't have to read Christ through the Bible. Or you have to read the Bible through Christ. Mm -hmm. So that you don't say, okay, Jesus, no, look, read through Christ. That the Bible is about Christ. And once you begin to see Christ, you can understand that everything God consumed whether it's the Passover, mm -hmm. or whether it was the, 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 the water that mm -hmm. came out of the rock, or whether it was the seed that bruised the head of the serpent. Mm -hmm. God was interacting with typologies, revealing that which was to come in Christ and revealing mm -hmm. the Lord. But the interesting part is discovering now in the episodes that all that is true of Christ is it's true of me. me. So you, you observe that the Apostle John, the beloved, didn't say as he was. So, so are you. Yeah. He said as he is. So, so are we. As he was doesn't cut it. Yes. As he is, so are ye in this world. Mm. So we need to take hold of those things. Then Paul said, um, the communication of your faith, that means the exercising your faith yeah. becomes effective or effectual mm. when you acknowledge every good, good thing, thing that, that is in you. Yeah, he says they are already in you. Yes. So they're not about to come. Mm. They are already in you. So if you read the epistles of Paul, I like to tell people that it's radical to follow Jesus. It's not, it's not, no. It's radical. So you, you may not understand what Jesus did in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John if you don't understand what Paul is saying. If you don't go and first read what Paul is saying. Mm. Because God used Paul to eventually explain what he was doing as a man. That's what God used Paul to do. So Paul was, you know, Paul was going about killing people yeah. for saying those things. Mm. And now when God got hold of him, he began to say it perfectly. And God had to get him because Paul had, Paul had, um, um, vast knowledge of the yes. law mm. as you he, he had vast perfect knowledge of the law mm. so god said okay this is the guy he would understand who better to tell people what the purpose of the law was to explain to people what jesus was doing you know paul talked about the last supper he wasn't there mm. 
and he gave accurate results. He, he gave accurate report of what happened at the Last Supper on the night that he was crucified. But he wasn't there, and Peter didn't tell him. <laughs> you know the other part that I also saw in the episodes, guys. If you're listening to this, um, one of the interesting um, plans we have is to basically codify or create a model mm -hmm. for the episode so you get to journey with us through but all that happened at the death of the cross when christ died a lot of the disciples didn't understand, they didn't understand that his death was their death when he was buried that it was also their burial mm -hmm. and the third day his resurrection was the resurrection paul saw the war saw, saw the conquest saw the victory so he was said he took captive he went into, into captivity captive, captive. So today, Paul's letter to speak, he's seated at the right-hand side of Christ. And we are all seated with him in that place of victory or authority. Is that what he said in Ephesians chapter 2? You who were once so and so and so, he has raised with together you. with Christ. Yes, yes Paul, that, Paul also spoke about mirror mm -hmm. in the book of Corinthians. Yes. James spoke about the same thing. Yeah. He that looks into the um, perfect law of liberty yeah. and then goes goes away. Say he has forgotten what, what he looks like in the mirror. Looks like, yeah. He has forgotten. Mm -hmm. So there is, there is a mirror. When you look at the word of God, what are you seeing? Mm. So we read the word of God, we say, Oh, Jesus, the man of God. Oh, poor, poor, get power, poor, hard, anointing. No. But that was you. It's it was when actually you, when you look at a mirror. You don't see me. Mirror reflects what is at the back or at front of the mirror. So if you are looking at the word of God, which is the perfect law of liberty, the mirror of God, of God's word, you're supposed to be seeing you. So when you look at the mirror, you're locating yourself, you're locating in, yourself in scriptures. That's what Jesus did. He said, It's written of me in the volume of, of the book. Yeah. He took time to digest it all the prophecies about him he fulfilled every last one of them because he believed those things were said of me so if and it, you know it's so easy to do i i try to tell people it's easy to do yeah. you wake up in the morning you check your phone or you you get a newspaper and you read ah so and so and so and so said this buhari said this and that and the other or your president said whatever you don't argue with it you don't try to investigate if it's a lie. Mm -hmm. You you run with it that ah they've reduced petrol. You go in that mind. So when you get to the petrol station and they say Palita is five hundred naira, you fight. You say no, but they've announced it. It's mm. even in the papers. I heard in the news. There's news in the Bible mm. about what had been done on your behalf, about mm. what you have become. So what you need to do is make that transition. I am what the Word of God says. I am. Mm. You can't say that enough to mm. yourself. Mm. Mm. If it wants to become a mantra, I let what the word of God says, says I, I have. have. I have what God's word says mm. I have. And what is the word? Of, where is the word of God? The word of God is revealed in the Bible yes. to me. You know, that, that that is interesting part. You know, many people, can you just speak to the difference between the Bible and the word of yes, God? Yes, I can. Because sometimes Christians don't know, they just think they say the Bible, the is, the Bible is the word of God. So I tell people, I shock people that sometimes, I say, they say, I say, no, the Bible is not the word of God. I'm yeah. like, what are you talking about? I say, the Bible is not the word of God. Yeah. The Bible, they say, but the Bible says all scripture, I say, quote it. Mm. All scripture is given by inspiration. inspiration yeah. The book is inspired. Mm. It didn't say God said it. Mm. Because in the Bible, you have what the devil said. Yes. You have what angels said. And you, you see have what man said. Evolving on the yes. Standing you of have God. what man said, God said. Mm misinterpretation mm -hmm. then you actually have what god said case in point one day jesus was praying in public and then he said father glorify yourself or glorify your name or something like that glorify me and then then god spoke from heaven the bible said god spoke from heaven and said i have glorified and i will do it again mm -hmm. and the bible said there were people around him some people said it thundered some people said an angel spoke so imagine if the guy who said it thundered was the only but the only person recording that event he would have said as jesus spoke thunder just mm -mm -mm -mm. went <laughs> perhaps that was god responding to jesus 
but the recorder of the events of the account said god spoke from heaven and said i have glorified it and i will do it again do you understand so the same thing with the bible so a lot of things happen in the bible from genesis from the from the beginning to the end of the bible and then people misinterpreted it gave it their own interpretation this was god this wasn't god but the truth is inside there so in the bible you have the word of god really and in the bible god can speak to you through any of those words but if you take the bible and say the bible is the word of god so you open the bible and said and god okay so a pastor called chatted me up two days ago he was going to do a teaching so he chatted me up. we had a long chat romans chapter 9 he said god said I, Esau, I hate Jacob, I love. Can God hate? I said, put it in context. Mm. Yes and no will be your answer. But hate, the word translated hate, what was God talking about? I said, remember, they have not done anything. God said, I hate him. So I, I took him through. I said, you were not you were not in church when I taught it on campus because it was one of those we were on campus together. He said, no, you must not, not, not have been in church. I, said, I taught this very portion of scriptures. I said, okay, fine. You know, Jesus said, unless you hate your mother and your father. Yes. He was talking about, he was talking comparatively. So he wasn't saying you should hate your parents because God doesn't Related want to, to hate. something. Relative. So he was telling you that when he gets down to it, I must be priority number one. Yeah. So what was God saying about Esau and Jacob that the translators translated as hate? You also have to go back to the root word. I said, but before we even going back there, let me tell you what God is saying. God is saying, I don't like this guy or I reject him. Why? Because this guy, first of all, we know God is omniscient. So he knows the end from the, the beginning. beginning yeah. So he knew what Esau was going to do. He knew Esau was going to trivialize the blessing. What was the blessing? The access that God would have to come into mankind and save the whole world that abraham had given him mm. esau was going to sell it esau was going to make light of it because i don't like such a person and really esau did that for a meal for lunch what is birthright so for a long time people say those were these all these kind of questions were coming to my mind if they say esau um jacob stole esau's blessings as they taught us in school or in mm. bible class mm. when we were young mm. why would god bless somebody who's a thief and a liar until I studied and realized that no, Jacob didn't steal the blessing. He bought it. Esau was trying to steal it. But that's not what they would teach us. Mm -hmm. Esau was trying to steal Jacob's blessing because Jacob bought it legitimately. Give me, sell me your birthright. What am I doing with it? Take it, give me food. I want to die. You are talking about birthright. Wait, just even thinking about it, this whole um, Jacob I have created, Esau I have loved, was a very big plank for Calvinism. I don't mm -hmm. know mm -hmm. Yes, yes, I know about Calvinism. Um, so I remember when we were in school, we used to have like this endless debate about double predestination because mm -hmm. the Calvinists believed that there was something in the nature of God that predestined people onto eternal damnation, damnation or salvation. Onto eternal salvation, yes. right? And that it was in the nature of God to have favorites. And so Jacob was God's favorite, right? But even then, I told them that when I look at the Bible, I see God speaking through Jacob and Esau. That Esau was an embodiment of the Adamic nature of man. Mm -hmm. And Jacob was now the promise. Jacob was the seed of God's righteousness, was the redeemed of the Lord. So God was speaking of a nature that was tended to become to be his own salvation, mm -hmm. a nature of self-righteousness, a nature that did not value the things of the spirit and the spirit. Of God. Sure. And God, when God said he to have hated, he wasn't just speaking of just the person. On a level, 
he was speaking of a thinking he was speaking of a culture exactly a way of life that he said that is not the life i i i, I redeemed you onto but jacob was now a man that valued the promise a man that that saw the need and god was now going to be a partner with god with in, man in breathing yeah yes in the promise and he valued it yes. and then god said yes i like so when the spirit you, when they take it literally you know another part of the scripture that i think a lot of christians have struggled with in the context of grace it's always Ananias and Sapphira. Mm-hmm. A lot of Christians have said, "This happened in grace. This was this happened in grace." So why did I don't know what your response will be? But in locating ourselves in Scripture, these things don't speak accurately of who we are. There are, there are absolutes. They're absolutes. They are really like an exception. Yes. In in entire Old Testament, uh, in the New Testament. Give me another name of somebody that died as a result of that. But you know, even when I was thinking about Ananias and Sapphira, I was just asking, okay, I need to figure this out. One of the things I found out was, first of all, what did what happened there? It was Peter. It was Peter, yes. Right. <laughs> Peter's were recovering Pharisees. They were recovering legalists. And they have not recovered. No, they have not it recovered. If even, you read the book of Acts, sorry to cut you. If you read the book of Acts as part of the New Testament, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You may not also you, get, you, you may not struggle. get solid foundation yeah. of, for grace because these a lot was going on there. Yes, yes. Re- recovering legalism exactly. People like someone just recovering from, from drug yeah. addiction, so there will still be residue of syndrome. Exactly. Yeah, even even until Peter came and Paul came, there was and, tension. Yes. So Peter, I, I think fundamentally, these guys were still. No, they had moments where they were caught up in what they used to know. So they would steward it in that direction. In the in knowledge that of what they had. And there's nothing God could have yes. done because and there's I authority. Also, I also think that Ananias and Sapphira, on two levels, this is my theory. One of them was that I think that because they died by the law, mm. that they were really people that were still operating under, under the, the law. law. You can't come into grace and be slain like that because no, you, if not, you make the grace of no effect. Of no effect. The point was that even for them to even be trying to hide what they've sold means that there was something about their salvation and their encounter that it helped them discover who it was. Yeah. Yes. So they were not necessarily busting in the joy Mm-mm. of what they know in they God. Were they were still acting in script. They were acting. So it's possible. And anyway, there's a theory that actually says they were uh, moles planted by the Pharisees and Sadducees possible. to track them down and kill them. So you know there are people who have that, but the theory for me is if you if you if you live by the law, you die by the law. Both Peter played the law card, and Ananias and Sapphira were people who were still trying to grapple with the law. But when you look into the letters of Paul, we find people who cheated on their father's wives, people who cheated with their stepmom, and yet Paul didn't tell them, "Come here, come here." Even on the same was the slave that ran away from mm-hmm. his home, mm-hmm. Paul didn't say on the same was, "Come here." Mm-mm. You, you know, there was even at that, Paul would say, Do you know that this is not? Grace. Yeah, the Paul will minister grace and say, Brother, that is not who you are. You, you cannot grace. now continue to identify did with you, did you remember you your two, old man. Yes, there were two disciples of Jesus while he was still alive who wanted to call down fire. Yes, like Elijah did. It was James and John. <laughs> they went to that city. So they were called sons of thunder. Yeah, they went to that city. Nothing. They said, Jesus, let's call down the fire. Jesus said, My brother, come this, down. I mean, and they had more rights under the law to call down fire than elijah had because mm. this yes, because the samaritans or samaria they had accepted jesus as the messiah by the preaching of the woman at the well then jesus i like the way the bible is rendered especially in some some of the things in king james he said jesus would have to go through samaria he was going to a jewish town mm. and samaria Samir, samaritans or samaria and the Jews, the Jews don't consider them as pure Jews. They are half breed, so they they are they, they came to soil our race. They are not pure race. Mm. So 
Jesus was going to go through that place and then the Jews, would have, the Samaritans would have none of it. Mm. So they said, no, he won't pass. There is no way for him to stay. We will not agree. And then James said, Master, should, I, should we call down fire mm. like Elijah did? And Jesus rebuked them. <laughs> you know, this, yeah. is, this is not the spirit of this age. Mm. So don't, don't go the so, way of Elijah. So you know, at the end of the day, in locating yourself in scriptures, guys, you can choose to find yourself, look for the law part that sneaks into the new covenant and say, this is it. So you are not Ananias, Ananias and Sapphira. You are not. God is no, has no intention of striking you dead. No. You are not Esau. You are not the woman with so the issue of blood. So you cannot be saying, you are not the woman with the <laughs> issue of blood. Bartimius. You are not blind Bartimaeus. You are Jesus. You are Jesus. You are Jesus. That's who you are. All that is true of Christ has become true of you. That's who you Why are. Why don't you identify fully with what God has called you to? That is how you locate yourself. And it doesn't matter what you are struggling with in the flesh. As you interact with it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It only matters that you stay through to the call of the promise. Stay with the interact with the scriptures and call what God has called you. Right? Paul is saying, Behold that which has behold. He said, As you acknowledge every good thing that is in Christ in you, right? As you identify with it more and more, you're coming into the light. Let me just give you one scripture that just that just um, sort of blows it away. He says in, in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, mm. the last the last verses, he says, until this day, mm. whenever Moses is read, mm. the veil still covers. Yeah. Until today, mm. whenever Moses is read, the veil covers. That means there's no understanding, there's no light. He said, but that veil is taken away when you turn to the Lord. Mm. And the Lord is that spirit. Yeah. And where the Wherever spirit the spirit of the Lord is, there, there is, is liberty. freedom. Yeah. There's liberty. Mm. There's freedom, there's liberty. So, so you need to look into the mirror of God's word. The perfect word of liberty. Yes. You need to See look liberty. into the mirror of God's word. Whenever you are reading the Bible or studying the Bible, uh, and and what I would like to advise is dwell on the epistles. Begin from the book of Romans. Because Paul will begin to show you who you have become by being in Christ. There are so many in Christ scriptures. In Christ, in Christ, in Christ. So if you look at those things, that is you. God is revealing you to you. So when you look, the Bible says we are transformed. Uh, by from glory to glory, glory even yeah. as by the spirit glory, of the yeah. lord mm-hmm. as we look as we we're behold, transformed yeah. as we behold we're transformed as we behold the mirror we're transformed from glory to glory so you need to behold the mirror of the word of god and where do you behold you behold your true self in the epistles because if you don't have that foundation you won't be able to find yourself in the book of genesis or in the book of matthew mark mm-hmm. luke and john you won't be able to find yourself you know what there was one time early the early days of the tribe one of the sermons i talked about was christ in you and christ as you mm-hmm. And, I, sp- I, and in, I, I kept saying that there is a place where you see Christ as an example for you, mm-hmm. but there is a place where you see Christ as an example of you. There is a place where you understand Christ in you, and there is on the place where you understand Christ as, as you, you. That the fullness of Christ has found an expression in you. And the interesting part is, is just even staying on that and interacting with that promise day by day. So guys, we're going to be wrapping up in a bit, but there is we just barely even scratched the surface of locating yourself in scripture. But all that has been written about Christ, his authority, his inheritance, his sonship, his identity, Mm -hmm. his life, Mm -hmm. his supernatural abilities. He said, greater works can you do. Because one, he goes with the the Father, the same spirit that is in Christ, according to Romans 8, as that quickened his mortal bodies, has taken residence in him. So that very life of God, Christ has become your life now. And Paul was speaking to the church in Galatians, and he said in Galatians 2 that, that the faith I now live, I live by the faith of the, the life of I now live, I live by, by the, the faith of the Son of God, God who loved me, who loved me and gave himself for me. So my point is, the, the, there is a, only one faith. The there faith is only one faith. Christ. And that's another topic we go into, <laughs> the faith of Christ. But the reality is that when the word came, 
the word that brought all our salvation came supplying that faith. Yes. The, the so, so contained the faith everything is in the word of God. Everything is if in you, the word. If of you God. embrace the word of God, you've embraced the faith. You've embraced the faith. You've embraced every yeah. other thing. So he said, one father, one baptism, one faith, one God, mm-hmm. one union life. So guys, this is going to continue, right? Uh, we'll let you know when the episodes, but I just want to pray for everyone today that is grappling with their fear and tension of the wrong thinking of who they are in God. That the, the veil will really be removed from your eyes and you will stop turning to the Lord to find yourself, but turn to grace. That even while the Old Testament concealed a lot, Christ revealed everything for us. And we are now begotten sons of the Father, fully reclaimed, restored and redeemed. That Christ has become the very life we live. So, like I remember, I told them once at the tribe, don't say God's glory. You know that song? You will, you will never share glory, share glory with anyone. You're, any you. <laughs> You're not any man. You're not any man. He stated it clearly that Christ in you, the hope of glory. The hope of glory. That it is the joy of the Father to share his glory. John 17, 22. He says, the glory that you gave me, I have given, I have given them. I mean, chew, chew on that. Think about it. God chew is on saying, that. Take, my glory I have given to you. Paul said, the you know the, the this thing that Christians say, they say that guy grace, that guy grace. So many years ago I told them, I said, no, nobody has a better grace yeah. than any other person. Mm. Paul said the grace of the Lord Jesus yes. Christ. Mm. What grace can be higher than the grace of the Lord Jesus mm. Christ? He said the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ is with you. Yes. The grace, the very grace that Jesus used or if that he's using now. To, to say you have a grace is to reduce the one that God has been. Just stay on that. Stay on the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. No, that's where you're one of, the, one of the mysteries was even thinking about it when they went and met John the Baptist. Mm-hmm. Said, John the Baptist, please come. Your disciple and this your disciples are, are following yes. Jesus. You know, John the Baptist looked at them and said, Why are you guys bothered? I am the I'm the best man. That's the room. That's the real. That's the real deal, and man. Guess what? You know, because the joy of the best man mm-hmm. is to project the groom mm-hmm. and make the room look good. But guess what the groom said? I came for my bride. Mm. You. So he's projecting me. I'm projecting you. Yeah. That's what Jesus and Christ said. Christ is saying the bride is the glory of the groom. That's the glory. So John the Baptist and some 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 some, some bride are saying, no, I want to be less than the best I want man. To be le- no. I want to be less than the best man. I cannot stand the glory. I was like, no. This are, thing is yours. You were born for this you're, thing. You're born for this. You are the fullness of the. You are the glory of the Father. Begotten. And they say, no, I want to be less than who I am. Father, reduce in me. Lord. I want to reduce. Reduce in what? And you know that that prayer of John the Baptist said, John the Baptist. Said, well, it's actually the least of, of the king. Yes, he said the least in the king of all born of, of women. John the Baptist is the greatest. Yes, of the I said greatest. I said that to yes, make some pastors. He's the floor of the work God has come So John the Baptist is greater than Moses, is greater than David, is greater than Abraham, is greater than Elijah. Without doing calling down fire from heaven, is greater than all of them. That's what Jesus said. He said, but the least in the, in the kingdom. kingdom. That means the, 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 the toenail on the tiny toe, left leg. Is greater than John the Baptist. What are you talking about? So Colossians, the book of Colossians says, in him dwells the fullness, fullness of the of Godhead. The Godhead so unpack it. Maris. In Christ Jesus, the fullness of the Godhead dwells in a body. Where is the body? Didn't you say we are the body of Christ? Yeah. That's where the fullness of the Godhead is. Man, you know, when I started to dis- understand union life, eh, I could never see anything as impossible. No. Like even like I don't even when I got into your life I realized come why am I looking for healing? When why I, are you looking for what you? I carry it. <laughs> so my point is that you supply to the world. You That's don't what take you from do. the world. You and I, I keep saying this to Christians: if you work in a place where you feel I don't get joy, I'm not happy, 
and nothing is working it's right. you no my brother you bring the light to the workplace you your work cannot define you you define it and there are so many types and shadows so much and parallels in the old testament yeah. if you understand if you understand the grace correctly and the new testament there's so many types of shadows there was a time that jacob had a dream and saw his stare going into yeah. heaven you know, the, you know the bible says it was that. better there was say, penny yes mm-hmm. you say angels were coming down mm-hmm. they were descending and you didn't say they were ascending and descending Mm. They were coming down and going back up. Mm. So when Jacob woke up, he said, God is in this place. And I didn't know. Mm. So bring it back to New Testament times, our present time. Sometimes people come to church and say, ah, the presence of God is no longer there. No. <laughs> you are just like Jacob. Yeah. I just didn't. You didn't know. You are not conscious. You didn't perceive. You know, and, and you know, in this period of COVID, where many people are now being forced to stay at home, if your idea of church is that church is where you encounter the presence, you realize again that you're not going you're going to be feeling dry exactly but discover again that you carry his presence he's your he's heavily dwelling in you so you are the church my brother you don't need the building to encounter him you are always an encounter by yourself yeah you're god's encounter that's that's the world is seeking to encounter him in you you don't need to carry anything else you just embrace who you are in him guys this is part one I can guarantee you that this is just the beginning and by the time we get you through the episodes the, your faith will be yours you will never have another bad day you will never have another fearful day you will never have another doubtful day you will never have another day where you begin to locate yourself in the false places that are not about you christ is god's love letter to you christ is god's invitation christ is god's revelation not just of himself but of you, of you. have a blessed day you can log on to thetribelagos.com or email us at hello at thetribelagos.com Follow us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter on The Tribe Lagos. God bless.